0: Hi, and welcome to the Dine Desk Podcast. I'm Deirdre Fitzpatrick. We took a couple of weeks hiatus, as they say in broadcasting, which is code for we didn't have any fresh episodes. we use the little break every couple of months or so just to kind of step back, look at the show and see what we want to do next. So I've been planning out some of our next guests and I'm excited about who we have to come for the rest of the year. And then also our editor Brian Lau had the opportunity to go to Hawaii again. That's his favorite place to go. He has family in Hawaii. And I love it when Brian goes to Hawaii because one, he comes back totally refreshed. And two, he always brings me back macadamia nuts. And I love that. (laughs) So it's always a good thing when Brian goes on vacation. A few updates for you. Our last uh, couple of episodes were about Ironman athletes tying in with the Ironman California, which was coming to Sacramento at the end of October. So first, my colleague Michelle Bandur, we did an episode about a TED Talk that she gave titled, My Big Fat Nose. And it stemmed from, if you haven't listened to it, stemmed from a really mean viewer note she received in the mail. And what she decided to do with it next. Well, Michelle completed Ironman California, her eighth Ironman, in honor of Iron Hawk Racing, a girls' training group that she founded, and she had a really, really strong day. And then next up, Mark Goldman. He was the guy behind the 13 for 13 Heroes mission, honoring the. Uh, Military members who lost their lives in the explosion at the Kabul airport on the US withdrawal from Afghanistan. Mark is doing 13 Ironman or half Ironman races over the course of three years to honor those athletes. Um, They were all athletes in their own way, but service members and he also completed Ironman California and actually I was in the race as well and out on the course it was so much fun to hear people talking about him. So people had seen his story or listened to the podcast and they were talking about this guy out there. In fact, I had one guy on the run who was telling me all about this guy, Mark Goldman, (laughs) I was like, Hmm, that was me who did the story, but I didn't spoil it for him. And it, it really kind of touched me that, um, Mark's story was so motivating to so many other people. So Mark has moved on to his fifth race, which is coming up and I wish him the best. And I'm sure we'll check back with him again. So, um, I also finished Ironman California. It was a crazy, crazy windy day, 20 mile per hour winds, 40 mile per hour gusts. I made peace with the idea that I was probably going to fall and hurt myself on the bike. (laughs) I did not, but it was a hard, hard, long day, but I did finish it. So thanks to uh, some of our podcast listeners who, as it turns out, were out on the course and cheering me along. I did appreciate it. Okay. So I came out of the race with my goal, which was having like a nice clear mind, completely worn out by Ironman and the training, and then came November 1st when all the holiday stress started and I thought, oh my gosh, here I have this nice, clean, quiet brain and here comes all the holiday craziness starting to come in. Like as soon as Halloween comes up, people start that countdown of all the stuff that comes along with the holidays. And this year is a quote normal year. I'm doing the air quotes here um, because everything's kind of back on. So like a lot of the holiday events that had been tweaked or canceled over the last couple of years because of the pandemic. Everything's like back on and it's kind of bigger than ever. So that to me tells me holiday stress is coming in big too. So I thought, well, what could we do now to prevent that holiday stress from getting to be too much? Because let's be honest, it's the most wonderful time of the year until it's not. We are way more in touch these days with understanding how certain times of the year or events trigger our anxiety or our stress. I think that that is one thing that's happened in the last couple of years is we're a little bit more honest about saying, hey, this stuff stresses me out. So what if we were able to front load the holidays a bit, a little holiday reality check, so that when they come around in December, regardless of what holiday is important to you, you could actually Be in the moment a little bit more and enjoy it rather than feeling like you're stressed by it. So that's what this show is about. We're going to holiday hard without all the hard effects of the holidays, coming back and eating into our mental health. That's the goal on this week's Dying to Ask. Have you ever wondered how did they do that? I do all the time. I'm Deirdre Fitzpatrick and Dying to Ask is the podcast that gets me off a TV news set and into candid conversations with authors, entrepreneurs, athletes, and influencers I have been dying to talk to. Soak up the motivation that comes from learning how other people live their lives, how they take an idea or a goal, they follow through, and they pull it off. And maybe along the way, I'll get some answers to questions you've been dying to ask. How do you take stress out of the holidays? I asked people on social media that question. I got a couple of great answers. Sally Jorgensen said, Christmas is my favorite time of the year. I try to decorate early so I can enjoy my special Four generations of precious family decorations. That's pretty cool. My mother does that too. My mother loves the holiday decorations. Like every inch of her house, I am not exaggerating, is covered in holiday stuff. And she starts the second week in November, which I thought was just weird until I made the connection that she does it because it brings her joy. And I think especially since my dad passed away, she just... She loves the decoration process, and she takes weeks doing it. Weeks. Which makes a lot of sense when you see how much stuff she's got. It's a lot. Um, Patricia Carosi. Patricia's a little bit more my speed, I think. She has three things. Number one, she runs and exercises always. That is so good, especially during the holidays. Number two, focus on the meaning of the holidays. The best gift is spending time with the people that mean the most to me. And then number three, she said... Decorate our home. I love that. I love starting with the workout too. <laughs> keep everything going right. Andres sure said, "Keep exercising. Keep your regular routine." All the experts seem to think that that is one of the best things you can do to try to lower the stress level. That came up in a lot of my research for this show. And then my favorite came from Stephanie Steele. Yeah, Ty's wife. Stephanie said, "Put the no back in November. Save your energy. Relax and rest so that December." Is actually fun. And that is what it's supposed to be. Dr. Stephanie is very, very smart. She always has good advice. And I'm with her on that one. So I'm going to incorporate Stephanie's no into November into the first of my three tips that I'm going to pass along today. So the first one, I think, is you got to game plan the holidays, <laughs> which means figuring out your no's and your yeses. The yeses are just as important as the noes, but then you got to start with the noes, I think, so that you can really um, picture how you want the next couple of months to feel. So start with your calendar. Step number one is going to be like figure out the calendar and your commitments so that you don't overcommit. And I'm going old school on this one. I brought this up before. I think you got to write this stuff out. There is something to putting pen to paper or dry erase marker to dry board, <laughs> whiteboard, to really see what your calendar looks like. I think it gets very complicated if it's always in a phone because sometimes your commitments can overlap and you, it's only when you go into the day, you can see that there are actually like 14 things there, not just the one that shows up on your phone. So I have this suggestion. If you search on Google printables, monthly calendar in the year, it will pop up the ability to basically print a free calendar. And if you just print out November and December, and you actually handwrite out everything that you've got to do, from your work commitments to your kids' school commitments, to sports commitments, to then all the holiday commitments, which will be just as time-consuming as the ones I already mentioned, what you might see is why you're so tired and maybe why you're getting resentful of the holidays each year and why things can get so stressful so quickly. So if you now, in the beginning of November, start plotting out what you want to do in addition to what you have to do, it might prevent you from getting overcommitted, which then in turn might prevent you from feeling overwhelmed by the holidays and lead to the fact that people feel stressed out by it. So in my case, I work full-time, My kids are in school. I've got one in high school, which is stressful with things like finals, trying to keep him on track. There are regular work commitments. The holidays are when people start taking time off, which means that work actually tends to, on the days that you're there, become maybe a little bit more stressful because more is needed out of you so that other people can take some time off too. It's just a lot, right? So what I'm doing is I'm actually writing this all out, looking at our family calendar and figuring out what's going to make sense. And a lot of times it's going to be saying no to things. So I already know for me personally, any kind of holiday events that are happening in the middle of the week sound amazing the month before when I commit to them. But then when I get up to it, it doesn't sound amazing because I know what the trickle down effect is going to be. On the other side. So, if you have little kids, you know, it's like keeping them up late because you really, really want to go on the train ride or whatever. Man, there's a price to pay the next day. So, for me, those midweek holiday events probably are not going to be a good idea. So, that's going to be something that's going to be a hard no for me. Um, Another one that probably doesn't fit well with our family at this point in our lives is having multiple holiday events in one day. So, you know, there's the performance, there's the party, there's the this, there's that. It just doesn't work. It's too much because the rest of the week feels like a lot. So for me, I'm probably going to look at that and go, "We, that's probably not going to be a good good way for us to do things. Some people are totally the opposite. They thrive on it. God love you. I'm not that person. I'm not a party to party to party. It's like people who go to birthday parties on the weekend when their kids are small and they're like, we have three parties this weekend. I'm like, ugh, no thanks. <laughs> but some people love it. So figure out which one, which one you're in, which camp are you in, and then be realistic with your calendar and figure out what it is that you can do versus what it is you should do versus what it is that you have to do. And make sure you're also, as you're calendaring all this stuff, making sure that you're writing in those workouts, making sure you're keeping up with whatever other, you know, self-care health type things that you need to do. Those are all really important. So number one, be realistic with that calendar. Number two, I'm going to suggest that you front load November. November. So all the holiday stuff, the busy work of the holidays, if certain things fall to you, they're your domain, your responsibility in your house, see what stuff you can just knock out in November and get it done. So for some people, this is where the gift stuff comes in. So if you have a list of people you have to do gifts for, big or small, what things can you get done in November to take that off the plate. I mean, we're talking master listing here. <laughs> you can make a lot of lists, but what things could you get off your plate? So I'm just just thinking here. If you're somebody who loves the Christmas jammies, God love you. Um, get them now when you can actually still get them. Probably should have gotten them last month, <laughs> but do things like that now. That means booking the holiday travel. That means if you're somebody who wants to sell, send out holiday cards maybe committing to the picture now versus trying to get it all done at the last minute when it gets a lot more expensive to ship anyway. Just get it done. And sometimes just getting it done, even if it's not perfect, good enough is okay. Good enough is good enough. (laughs) Having it done is even better than not having it done. Last year, I got so overwhelmed, stressed by everything last year. I ordered the Christmas cards. I am not kidding you. December 26th. So like Christmas is done, and I'm ordering the cards because I have always done cards. And the fact that I just couldn't get it done last year, I was angry with myself. So I ordered cards on December 26th. and Do you know when I sent them? Never. I never sent those cards. Never did. I had like 125 cards (laughs) that are still sitting in a box on my desk that never went out. I handed a couple out to family members, and that was it. But in my head, I thought I had to prove something to myself by ordering the cards, even though it was like an utter waste of money, and I never sent them out. And if I hadn't put the year on it, I would send them out this year, I swear. (laughs) But I think I put the year, so that won't really work. But I could have just given myself the gift of a pass last year, right? But I didn't. So this year, holiday cards early or not at all. So take the things that you can do now, get those things done so they're just off your plate. Okay? So this is all going to require probably coming up with some lists and then figuring out what you can get out of the way. So number one, take a look at that calendar and be honest, be brutal about what you can and can't do and what you need to do. Number two, front load that November. And then number three, back off of social media for a while. Maybe give yourself Time's the day that you're going to look at it, and time's the day that you're not. The thing is, this is the time of year when people start posting their perfection. And you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) These are the people who will be posting all of their amazing holiday experiences and all of their incredible traditions. And yes, they are very enjoyable to look at. But if you're overwhelmed or stressed out by holidays, they are so triggering, and they make you feel like you didn't do enough. They do. It's not just me. I know it's not just me. It's a little bit you, be honest. So maybe just back off of that stuff for a while, because a lot of it, those moments that you see people posting about, they are just that. They are moments. The definition of a moment is a fraction of time. What you don't see is what happened in the 10 minutes before that perfect picture was taken or the 10 minutes after. And I'll tell you a little story. I was out on a run local park well back and about a month ago and I stumbled into an influencer photo shoot. If you have never seen an influencer photo shoot, oh are you missing out. It was fascinating. So two mom, photographer, and two boys. These boys were adorable, totally dressed in fall stuff like puffy jacket, flannel shirt, um, and they're throwing leaves in the air, but it was like 90 degrees outside. So this was clearly a photo shoot for, for what they were doing. And it was adorable. It was, but it also was not a real moment of something that was happening. And there was a box of crumbled cookies to bribe these kids to throw leaves in the air. Like that was just something they were spontaneously doing period. It was like watching the Truman show. And I couldn't look away. I really couldn't. I sat on a bench. I pulled out my phone like I was working or something. And I wasn't. I was completely spying on an influencer photo shoot. And it was utterly fascinating. But it totally brought home the thing to me that so many of these moments that we see on TV, and I'm guilty of this too, are not real they're not. They're moments, they're fractions of times, they're an image, but it isn't really the reality of it. But it still can be powerful and it still can make you feel a certain kind of way about yourself. So if you're one of those people who knows that if you look at certain things on social media that make you feel bad, then back off. Give yourself the gift of backing off and maybe substitute something else in that time that you know makes you feel really good. Is it reading a book? Is it going for a walk? Is it calling a friend? It could be any of these things, but maybe give yourself the gift of really being in the moment of your own life and not living vicariously through what you perceive to be other people's lives. Easier said than done, I admit. But that said, just something to think about. So to recap, number one, take a look at your calendar. Be brutal and don't overcommit. In fact, (laughs) undercommit, if you undercommit, it leaves time open to be spontaneous and to say yes to something that comes your way at the last minute, which could be really, really fun. Number two, front load the stuff in November that you can get out of the way for the holidays. Put it away and don't think about it anymore. And then number three, give yourself the gift of not comparing yourself to everybody else over the holidays. Whatever holiday you celebrate, don't compare. Be in the moment of your own life. Easier said than done, agreed. Do these things, and I think what you might do is give yourself the gift of doing nothing in the days before your holiday that you celebrate. Imagine having nothing to do in that time. How amazing would that be? I don't know how realistic it is, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try to do just a little bit. And if there's any way I can salvage those Christmas cards from last year and send them out this year, I'm going to do it. One final thought on holidays and stress, a lot of people get so hung up on traditions and the idea that because we always do something, we have to do it every single year. And if you somehow don't have time to do one of those, quote, traditions that you have failed, I think it's kind of interesting sometimes to ask yourself and certainly your family members and your kids what it is that they love about the holidays and find out what is the tradition that's actually meaningful to them. And I've done that with my kids and I was surprised to find out that the thing that they love the most wasn't the thing necessarily that I was spending the most time on. And that was super eye-opening to me. So maybe be honest. And maybe it's time to like do a little reset on your own traditions and try something new. That's the best way to get rid of an old tradition is to start a new one. And maybe you start a new one that makes a little bit more sense for the pace of your family right now. Just a thought. Thank you so much for listening today. Thank you to everybody who's been sharing the show and leaving those ratings and reviews on whatever podcast platforms that you're listening to us on these days. We're available on all the major podcast platforms, but it's those rating and reviews and then also sharing the show that helps it grow. That's just how it works in the the baffling podcast world. <laughs> so thank you in advance for everybody who does that. Easiest way, by the way, to share a podcast that you like with a friend is to look for the share button on that episode and then text it to somebody. That is, I do it all day long to people, probably too much. I am that person. But when I hear something that resonates with me, I just love sharing it with whoever it made me think of. So I thank you for doing that with this show. Have a great week and we'll see you next time on the Dying Desk Podcast.